Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. I'm so excited to be back here with you guys. This has uh, been a really great week for me, uh, partially because today I celebrate my daughter's 15th birthday. So I'm so happy for that. Y'all, I've got like a real teenager. I mean, I feel like at 14, she was a real teenager, but at 15 now, I'm like, <gasps> she's going to be driving soon. She'll be in college soon. I don't know. Anyway, today, the day this releases is actually her birthday. So I'm very excited about that. The other thing I'm really excited about is drum roll, please. We actually just hit 75,000 downloads today. Hello. Can we, can I just, hey, can we just celebrate that for a little bit? I'm really excited about that. 75,000 downloads. And that is in, I lost count how many different countries all over the U.S. and like 20 other countries. Uh, podcast continues to do well and to rank because of amazing listeners like you sharing it with your friends and coming back every week. And I am committed to being here for you. I'm all for that as well. Now, this week's episode, let's get to the good stuff. You're like, okay, great, knowing about your life, but uh, talk to me about what we are learning about this week. This week's episode is something that, you know, a lot of times I'll get questions that come from the audience and then sometimes I'll, something will come up and, or be on my heart because it's something that has personally affected me at one time or another. And this is one of those things. And that is, how do I get my husband to love me, to notice me, to talk to me more? I mean, have you ever felt this way? Um, sometimes I just, sometimes I feel like, hey, babe, like, look at me. Do you remember your wife? You know, like, do you remember, like, I used to be, you used to be really into me. And it's not even, um, we'll really get into what that looks like. But they, there's just been times at, at various points in our marriage that I have felt like that. And I've really had to take a look, like take a step back and really like inventory, A, what that feels like, and B, what does it feel like to communicate that to my husband? And how do I say it without, you know, being like, hey, what's up? You don't notice me anymore. You don't love me. Like, you know, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I might say that, say it that way and say it in a, a joking kind of way. And then other times it's a little bit more serious. So if you have ever been like me and experienced that where you feel like, wow, what's what's up? Like, I just haven't felt the love like I haven't felt like my husband has been into me lately and is it just me or is it something that he's got going on I don't know let's jump right in and talk about all those details welcome to the grace fields wife podcast my name is Beatrice Vargas and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. 
I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace-fueled wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right. So if we are really looking at how do I get my husband to notice me? If we're feeling this way, that why is our husband not noticing us? There is something going on. And it might be something going on that's just you. (laughs) It might be something going on deeper with him that we don't know about. So the first thing that we have to do, and I'm going to give you three things that you should do. The first thing that we have to do, if we're feeling in this way, uh, maybe that our husband is kind of bypassing us, not paying attention to us. Maybe we feel like, are you even attracted to me anymore? Or is it just me? First of all, is it just me? (laughs) Has anybody ever felt this way? Hello? Somebody let me know. This understanding that when your husband doesn't seem to be all that into you like he was when you were dating. Number one thing I want you to do is to be vulnerable. You heard that right? I said be vulnerable. And why? Part of that is because when our husbands don't seem so much into us, maybe he's got something going on in his own private world, but maybe there could be all kinds of things. And sometimes one of those reasons is there is a lack of intimacy for one reason or another. So maybe this is when you're feeling like roommates and maybe this is when you're feeling like, okay, now I'm just a roommate. Are you even into me? Because we haven't had any time alone in the bedroom or we haven't spent any quality time or my love tank is really feeling empty right now. Again, these things can happen as a lack of intimacy. And one of the biggest things to help improve intimacy in your marriage is to be vulnerable with your husband. That means Show him that you care. Don't just assume that you know what it is. Ask him and ask him in a way that's not accusing, but in a way that's saying, hey, what's up? Because lately you seem distant. Lately you seem to be kind of in your own world or not really into me anymore. And is it me? Is it something that I've said or done or haven't done? Or is it just that you have something going on? A lot of times your husband might not even realize he's doing it. And just the little call out will help him snap him right back. That's what I meant in the beginning, like in my intro, when I said, sometimes I'll just tell my husband like, yo, what's up? Are we good? Do you still love me? Because you haven't been nice to me lately. And that's just a little quick call out like that for him sometimes it's just enough to snap him right back and you know where he'll be like oh you know what babe I'm so sorry I've just been really stressed at work and he will turn around and change in an instant but also my husband and I have worked on that right we've been working on our marriage and our relationship I've been working on our marriage and our relationship for so long after all these years so it becomes easy for me to just say something quick and kind of get him to snap out of it. But don't get me wrong. Here I am, somebody who spent years working on my marriage, who teaches other women on working on their marriages, and it still happens to me. So don't feel like 
you're the only one this happens to. Just understand that sometimes our husbands might have a lot going on. The other thing, and I think this is an important caveat, is at the times when I feel this way, I don't ever feel like my husband is having an affair or has anything else going on. He has always made me feel very secure in that. Uh, and I think that's an important distinction because sometimes that's your gut telling you maybe something is wrong. I've not been in the place really ever where I've had this sickening gut feeling that my husband's out there cheating. But there's so many of you women who have had that feeling and who have had that experience. So I want to make sure that I honor that and let you know that if that is the case for you, then just pay attention to those feelings. What is it exactly that's making you feel this way? And I'm not talking about irrational jealousy. I'm talking about, you know, just a Holy Spirit prompting. Sometimes it's just the Holy Spirit going, mm, girl, something's not right. So if that's the case, you might want to pause about being vulnerable because maybe if you're having these sorts of suspicions, you might want to have your suspicions confirmed before you go ahead and be vulnerable because then he just might start hiding things even more. But for the rest of you who aren't feeling that, no, he doesn't have anything going on. He's just not really paying attention to me. Well, for the rest of you, all of this applies. I don't want you to be afraid to air quotes need your husband because there's nothing wrong with needing him and making him feel that he is needed. Everybody wants to feel needed. Everybody wants to feel that they are valued, that they are appreciated in the same way that you would want to feel valued and appreciated by your husband. He wants to feel that way for you. And I think sometimes we get it all wrong. You know, we get this idea that we're strong women and we don't need you. Like, we don't need a man. I don't know about you, but that's the way I was raised. I was raised to have this idea of like, just get it done. Do it all yourself. You can't trust a man because he might not always be there for you. You have to, you know, have your own money and your own bank account and you're this and you're that. And I know that might not be a very popular notion within Christian culture, but for myself, a Latina growing up in a not so nice neighborhood, you know, I grew up, my dad was an immigrant, my mom was first generation American. And this was something that was instilled in us that you just had to rely on yourself. You couldn't rely on other people, which then everything gets turned on its head when you become a Christian. But I always had this notion that I couldn't need my husband. And I would say things to him like, I don't need you. I got this. I make more money than you, I would say at one time. I mean, really, how disrespectful is that? But that is, that's how I felt. And I realize now that as I am vulnerable with him and I am able to say, babe, I need you. You're my best friend. <laughs> I don't know what I would do without you. Understanding, yes, we have Christ Jesus and, and God will carry us through. But, but in the practical, in the real, will I be fine if, God forbid, something happens to my husband? Yeah, God will carry me through. But do I want that? No. So in reality, I don't know what I would do without my husband. I don't know what I would do without his support. I can't imagine. I can't imagine how single women do it. And I don't want that for myself. So it's okay to need him and it's okay to tell him that. 
because it's that part of being vulnerable. It's that part of helping him. It's almost like activating his protector instinct. When my husband knows that I need him to come through for me for something, he is that much more reliable. He's always a reliable guy, but when he knows, like, babe, I can't handle this situation on my own, he's like, I got you. I got it. And he swoops in and he's the hero and he loves to be the hero. And I love to watch him do that. That's what I'm saying for you. I'm saying, don't be afraid to let your husband be the hero in your story every now and then. It's totally okay. Not showing him you care, that's going to go a long way. So that's number one, be vulnerable. Number two is be your own person. Yes, be your own person. Number two, be your own person. Why do I want you to be your own person? Well, guess what? He married you because you had ABC going on for you, not because you needed him so much. So in the same way that I just said, be vulnerable and it's okay to need him, there is a difference between needing him and being codependent on him. So with my husband, I do need him. I don't know what I would do without him, but I am my own person. I have my own interests. He has his own interests. I have a life outside of my marriage where he is not expected to fulfill all of my needs. That would not be fair to him. God didn't create us that way for my husband to fulfill all my needs. I remember one time I was having a conversation with a client and I said, well, what do you want from your husband? And she goes, well, I want him to fulfill all my needs. I want him to, da, 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 da. she starts naming all these things. And as a, well, on some level, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. But on the other level, you are asking too much for him. God never intended for your husband to fill all of those needs because then you would be an idol. You would be putting your husband on a pedestal that he was not meant to stand on. God is the one that we worship. God is the one that we should be putting on a pedestal, not our husband. God is the one who fulfills our needs. And God puts different people in our lives to fulfill different needs. Now, certainly there are some needs that only your husband can fill. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? We all have physical needs and only our husbands can fill those. That's cool. But everything else, God gives us more than that. He gives us a life to enjoy. That's why we have friends and family members and hobbies and volunteer things that we do, all kinds of things that bring us joy and bring us fulfillment outside of our marriages. So that when you come back home and when you sit at the dinner table, when you sit in your marriage bed and you just want to talk, when you sit across from him and maybe you have a finally have a meal without the kids and you want to talk about something you you have something to talk about other than the children you have something to share with him you have something that you you yourself are bringing to the world that you want to share with him or something that interests you it's not just talking about other things you guys can talk about the things that interest you and not to say this means that he's going to be talking about baseball the whole night and you're going to be talking about, I don't know, some HGTV show because that's what interests you. Though it's okay if you don't share some of those interests. But my point is, it's okay to have interests outside of your marriage that bring you joy and bring you fulfillment because it makes the marriage experience more full and complete. 
when we lose ourselves in our marriages, when we are thinking that we should only be happy when we're doing this together, I've literally heard this from clients and family members. Uh, I've heard family members say, oh, you let your husband go out with his friends? Oh, husbands aren't supposed to be going out with his friends. I would never let so-and-so do that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Of course he should be out with his friends. Sometimes there's things that he wants to talk to the guys about that I just don't need. He wants to go and talk about sports. I don't want to listen to it. He needs that outlet. So in the places where I have heard this, where the the women don't want to give themselves space to be an, an individual, one thing I found is that this could be a family of origin thing. Now, you'll hear me talk about more and more family of origin and what happens in family of origin. If you really want to do a deep dive into this, it's something that I talk about in the Grace Fields Marriage Method, the 2.0 method, by the way, I'm adding uh, a lot more in-depth information. The Grace Fuels Marriage Method 2.0 will be available soon. I'll let you guys know when that's ready. But in the meantime, just so you know what's coming, this family of origin stuff, what happened in our lives growing up that shape us the way they are now. And that is called enmeshment. Sometimes we don't know how to be our own person and everything we do is connected to each other. So think about that. You might have that in your own family. Your husband might have that in his own family. But this is some deeper level stuff. And if you find yourself doing it, I want you to question it a little bit. Where does this come from? Is this something that happened in your own house? Is this something that was normal for you and your family member and your own family patterns? Was it something that happened in your husband's family patterns and his households? Because it could be carrying itself on into your new family. So that's that about be your own person. But before I wrap this little segment, I did have another thing that I also think is really important to mention. When I say be your own person, I also mean take care of yourself. Your self-care is so important. And with that, you know what I mean? Going out and doing your own things, whatever self-care looks like for you, it doesn't necessarily have to be going out and getting your nails done. For me, part of my self-care is actually making sure I take the time to sit and record a podcast episode. Because if I don't, I'm really cranky. I feel like I am not operating in the giftings that God has given me. And I am just not a happy person. I feel like this is a piece of my life that is so meaningful to me and brings me so much fulfillment that when I don't do it, I know that something's missing. So when I say self-care, I mean that sort of stuff as well. But even going to the gym and eating healthy, that's something I'm very guilty about not having done. I used to be really good about going to the gym, really good about eating healthy. I used to coach women on how to do it for themselves. I was the, you know, fit whatever person. I did like these fitness photo shoots and it was a lot of fun. And over the years through the pandemic, really, I have let that go a lot. Part of it is uh, because of the craziness of the pandemic and also starting this podcast. But I think also because I started to not prioritize it, I started to feel guilty. I thought oh, I can't be selfish almost. And I had broken through that mental block before. And then here it came back. I've struggled with my weight my whole life. And it had come back for me just feeling selfish and not taking care of myself. But I realized that when I don't, 
I'm also not giving my best to my family and to my husband and to all of you guys because I'm tired and I'm lacking in energy and I'm really sad about how I feel and how I look. So that's one of those things that also is really important to me, which not to mention, side bonus, when you look and feel your best, what do you think your husband's going to do? He's going to be like, dang, babe. Okay, look at you, looking all gorgeous over here, looking all, you know, wow, that's a new lipstick color. Like, wow, you smell really good. Or, oh, did you do something different with your hair? I mean, men are visual and I'm not using that as an excuse for anything else. But my point is not only does it make you feel good, but it also helps him to notice. And that it just it's really about you feeling good and how you feel inside and what that energy projects for you. So when you feel good, you act good, right? You you're happier, you're smiling, you're like a magnet. People want to be around you because you feel good about yourself. So this idea of being your own person and doing the things that fulfill you and doing the things that fill your cup, that all of that is really self-care. And all of that makes you a magnet, which will make your husband just really find you truly irresistible. So don't forget the importance of being your own person. And then lastly, I touched on this before, but I, I needed to give it its own little segment. Lastly is allowing your husband to be his own person. Because if he feels like he can't do anything on his own, if he can't do anything without you, without you know, checking with you or whatever, then he's not going to feel so comfortable. If he doesn't have the freedom to have his own interests or have a show maybe that he watches on his own without you, whatever that looks like, I don't know, uh, then he's going to feel stifled. He's going to feel controlled and nobody wants to feel controlled. Nobody wants that in any way, shape, or form. So you need to let him know. That's a, a great way to let him know that you're not controlling him. You want him to have the freedom to, to do things. And then the beautiful part of it is that when he has the freedom to say and do things on his own, then you know that when he comes to you and he loves you and he wants to spend time with you and and he is is searching for you, you know that's coming from a genuine place and not from a place of obligation or not from a place of, okay, you know what? It's Tuesday night, it's date night, so here we go. I'm just going through the motions. It is not coming from that roommate place, but coming from a genuine place when he wants to be with you. I hope all of this was helpful. What do you guys think? Let me know in the, the Facebook group, in the comments, whatever. Let me know what you think. But I really found this to be so life-changing when I started to realize some of these things. And let me tell you, y'all, this, this has not happened in, in many years. But there was a time where I could walk around the room with lingerie and my husband would, would not even look twice at me. He would not even notice me. Again, I've told my story plenty of times. So, yes, we used to be in a really bad place in our marriage. And that was one of those bad places. So it's not all about how you look and what size jeans you're wearing or whatever, because I was looking great and he didn't even notice me. It really comes back to these other things that I talked about, our connection and the vulnerability and him having the space to 
have his own life outside of our marriage and and me doing things that that were meaningful to me all of that really has made a huge difference in our marriage because there was a time where he didn't feel free to do that I, I don't necessarily know if it was something that came from me because I used to tell him please go out with your friends please go out and get a hobby I think that was more, like I said, family of origin kind of stuff that took him a while to work on to really feel the freedom to do that. But I really had to work hard at helping him to feel open and accepting and feel like it's okay. I I know that you're going to love me even if you're not spending every moment with me, even if, you know, you don't want to hang out with me every weekend. If you're going out and he doesn't play golf, but like playing golf with the guys or playing basketball or, or doing something else that doesn't involve me. That was huge. Also, I want to make a quick note that if this is something that you struggle with in your marriage, maybe it's you or your husband. Another thing that came up for us a lot is I was not very present in our own marriage at the time. Remember, we were in a bad place. And I think my lack of presence in the marriage contributed to him not feeling like he can go out and have his own space and enjoy because he figured, well, you're not very present. So if you're not going to do it, I have to do it. Somebody has to be present and let me be something going on in your own life. I say this only to help identify because sometimes things are going on and, and it's not until that light bulb moment, that aha moment that we see the thing and it's identified for us. And that self-awareness that we get helps us to go back and change it. Oh, this is why this is bothering me or him not being present in this thing is what's making me cling to him in other things or me not being present with this thing is making him cling to me and other things and vice versa. So I definitely want to make sure that I pointed that out anytime I realize mistakes that I have made in the past that I can point out to you. Uh, I'd like to to make sure I give you that little little bit of knowledge. A recap really quick. Number one, you're going to be vulnerable. Number two, please be your own person. And number three, let him be his own person. I hope that was helpful. Love you guys. And until next week. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.